Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Min Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Lindsay Bryan Podvin on the line, and she's a financial therapist over at Mind Money Balance, and she's also author of The Financial Anxiety Solution, a step-by-step workbook to stop worrying about money, take control of your finances, and live a happier life. Uh, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. So I'm excited to get into your book. When I saw it in the show notes and when I saw what it was about, I'm like, oh my gosh, how many people would love to alleviate financial anxiety, um, number one, um, but with your background also, I mean, you're, you're the perfect person to write a book like this. So let's just, uh, let's just start off with to give everybody a feel for your practice. Um, tell us a little bit more about Mind Money Balance, please. Yeah, thank you. So I am a financial therapist. While I started out kind of working with a little bit of everyone, as time went on, my niche narrowed in based on I was seeing a lot of individuals who were married or partnered and really quickly realized that I wasn't going to make much of a dent in my work if I didn't have both people there. So now I work exclusively with high-earning couples, and I deal with a ton of financial anxiety. You know, we think in our country that once you have money, then you'll be better, right? There's this notion of when you have money, you'll feel happier, or if I had more, things would be better. And so I work with couples who have money and still have life happening and help them to feel better about their relationship with money by making it fun and helping them to feel empowered and comfortable in their relationship with money. What have you found um, is one of those common issues? And, I, and obviously, it's not every, every couple is going to be different. Everything's going to be different, obviously, from couple to couple and um, their backgrounds, a lot of different things for sure. But what do you find are some of the common themes of why couples have problems like these? Yeah, I think the big one is the worry that if they talk about money, it's going to be tense. There's going to be arguments. It'll be uncomfortable. It'll feel awkward. So then it creates this self-fulfilling prophecy where they don't talk about money because they're convinced it's going to be difficult in some way, shape, or form. So then when they finally are forced to talk about money because somebody gets a new job or they have to replace the car or something like that, then tensions are or emotions are already high. Then the money talk doesn't go so great, and then they say, see, this is why we can't talk about money. It's uncomfortable and awkward, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So I know listeners job. right now are like, they're in their head and they're like, why did Adam bring this woman on? Because you need it. That's why I brought her on. She continue, Lindsay, because they don't want to hear yeah. it. Oh, I can feel them already. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too funny. But that's it, right, is we think that if we talk about it, it's going to be bad. And we know that not talking about it is actually worse, right? The number two cause of divorce in the country is disagreements about money. And it's a thousand percent preventable if you just start talking about it. And that means quieting down your anxiety or whatever garbage is running around in your head saying you can't do it. And my job is to help couples kind of sort through whatever is going on in their heads so that they can have a healthy and open conversation about money. That's awesome. Um, let's uh, let's switch up a bit. I do want to spend some time on the book, so the financial anxiety solution. So, what inspired you to write this book? It was because I found that when I would try and work with my couples by jumping straight into the money piece, 
we weren't really getting anywhere. So I was, mm-hmm. as a social worker, as a therapist, you're often trained to meet clients where they're at, which means follow them. And oftentimes people would come in once I got my certification in financial social work and they would say, okay, I just need help with my savings plan or I just need help figuring out how to make this budget work. And we do that, but we really wouldn't get anywhere. And what I realized was that I had to kind of put on my expert pants and say, look, I know you want to do your budget. I know you want to do your savings goals and your retirement, but we've got a lot of other stuff going on before we can get there. And the biggest thing I kept feeling and finding was anxiety. People were uncomfortable talking around about money. They didn't want to dig into their past. You know, it's always uncomfortable to dig up the old childhood stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I found was that anxiety was preventing them from engaging with their money in a healthy way. And how it would show up is on one of two ends of this spectrum. They would either procrastinate and put off taking important financial choices and making those decisions, or they would go in the opposite direction and do so much that they became overwhelmed and paralyzed by the amount of Mm -hmm. stuff that they had tried to take on. (laughs) So my job was to go, okay, I know how to treat anxiety. I'm a trained therapist that specializes in anxiety and depression. Let me apply these skills to money so that I can help my clients with what they're saying is the problem, which is their budget or their retirement plan or saving for a car or whatever it is. I love it. And uh, that's one of my favorite things to do is pay a professional a lot of money and then tell them what I need help with. you got to tell, you got to follow it up with <laughs> telling them how to do their job. It's like, go to the doctor. You're like, I just want to help with this. Forget about the rest of my health. I just want to help with this. I don't want all that other stuff. So, <laughs> so I love this. You're right. like, no, I, I have to, this is what you need. And it's true. It makes sense. It's, it's terrible right, that we right. do that. But, but when you're dealing with high income earners or people that are, that have been, let's just say, successful in other facets of their life, mm-hmm. we have the tendency of, of wanting to project that and the things that we don't really know, but we just think we know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but you're so right. I mean, look at that doctor example. If you went to the doctor and said, I help sleeping, give me a sleeping pill, yeah. they're not going to no, give I you a sleeping, sleeping pill. And nothing else. It's nothing else. Right, yeah. exactly. They're going to say, <laughs> no, we got to talk about your, we got to talk about exercise and Are caffeine and alcohol. I don't want to talk about yes. that, but I don't want right. to talk about right. that. <laughs> right, I right. Told you, it's sleeping, it's not the other thing. stuff. Exactly. I eat fine. Yeah, right. Yep, yep, <laughs> it's yep. amazing. So um, let's go into, we're not going to have time to go into the whole book, of course, but I do want to sure. leave a nice little teaser of the audience so that they will yeah. go out and buy this book. So we have to warm yeah. them up a little bit. Um, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, and let's just get into uh, the My Money Story, a part in the chapter, in chapter one. So tough yeah, about so, that. so that is when we kind of rewind the clock and we go back to what was going on in some of our earliest money memories. So we know that most of us, no, not most of us, all of us who are developing, typically we have healthy brains, we are soaking up so much information in those first few years of our lives, which means as adults, we have our views about money pretty much set by the time we're like eight or 10 years old. So we have to go back in time and figure out, (laughs) figure out what was going on, right? What were some of the messages we were getting from our parents when we were little? What were some of the first lessons we'd had around money, whether it was like getting money in, in birthday cards or whether it was hearing your parents fight about money? You know, so we start to kind of associate things that we do now with the lessons and with the stories that we learned as children. So that's kind of going in time 
and figuring out what some of those first money memories were. And then you can use your adult brain to say, okay, that lesson isn't really helpful for me anymore. So you can have a better relationship oh, with money. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And it, I think it works the opposite way too. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. I've always been really good with money, and I, I know my money story. I've told this story a hundred times. I've never said it on the mm-hmm. podcast before, and you're going to laugh. But I remember mm-hmm. being like five or six years old, and I remember going to the corner store, and I remember paying for like a candy bar, and I remember being mad that he got my money, and I had to give him my money for the candy bar. And I did this week after week, and I was just thinking, like, there's got to be a better way. Why do I have to give all my money away just because I want this candy bar? So the workaround was I'm walking around the the, the, the store a little bit, and I see this bag, they had these like two for a dollar or something, like bags of candy. And I'm like, oh, I can't yeah. eat all that. And I did the math on it. And I'm like, oh, so <laughs> if I save up my allowance for a week, I'll have enough. So long story short, I started buying candy in bulk and my allowance piled up. And I remember after like a year, I had something like $100, like something crazy. And my mom found it. And she's like, Adam, what, where'd you get all this money from? And I'm like, it's my allowance. She's like, but you go to the store, you, you haven't spent it? I'm like... Well, no, I started buying my candy in bulk. So, look, I have all this candy and I have all this money. And she's like, yeah. what kid? She's like, what kid are you? Who kid are you? I don't even know where you came from. <laughs> but it was yes. that pain of, like, giving away my money. Like, why does yes. – like, I had to do those chores for that money. Why does he get that yes. money? Because I want his candy bar. And I remember thinking yes. that that's – so, like, fast forward, I was, I'm in media now three times uh, – or three years full time, but – um or going to four, but I was an advisor for like 14 years. All I did was invest yep. with money and work with it. Because yep. I just, it made more sense to me than people, like from five. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly. funny. Oh my gosh, yes. your money story. The yes. only reason I tell that story is because for the people listening, um, I would I would really encourage you to think about what your money story is, that earliest memory of money, and is it the root cause? Because I think it was. Right. I think from a lot of people it may not work right for them. For some people it may have. I don't know, but um, um, I think you're definitely spot on. Um, it's really cool. I, I never heard that before, by the way. Um, so yeah. I, hope, I hope we just gave the audience a little bit enough of a teaser to go out and get this book. Um, so that being said, if somebody does want to go pick up the book or they want to follow you or follow what you're up to, what's the best way for them to connect? They can definitely find me on Instagram at Mind Money Balance. My website is the same name, mindmoneybalance.com. And when it comes to both the financial anxiety solutions, they can order it online from Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Amazon, wherever they want to get their book. That's awesome. Well, hey, Lindsay, yeah. it's been great having you on the show today. Thank you for coming on, talking about your new book and your practice and how you're helping all of your patients. Awesome stuff there. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you had a lot of fun listening to this. We had fun bringing it to you. If you did, um, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And, uh, and if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, uh, Mission Matters Money, don't forget to leave us some comments on there. Let's not let the conversation end here. Let's pick it up in the, in the YouTube community. And uh, Lindsay, thanks again for coming on the show.